so the biggest thing for us was just making sure that, you know, we are sports related. We don't just center ourselves around one particular sport. Uh, we do focus mm-hmm. on what we call the big four. We focus on the National Football League, the NFL, the National Basketball Association, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and of course, the National Hockey League, the NHL. So we kind of dive in to the Florida teams since we do live down here in Florida. But then we also focus on the entire NFL makeup as a whole. Now, I myself personally come from the tri-state area, from the Philadelphia area. I have uh, another young lady who works with us who was actually from Ohio. I've got a gentleman from Atlanta. And then I actually have a true Floridian. Um, my, my business partner, his name is Evan Bush. Uh, so the four of us make up this show. And our biggest thing to get across to our fans and to our listeners and to those who might be interested is we're no different than you. That's the whole thing. It's just we decided to take on this platform and just give our thought and opinion on how we feel about particular situations, be it good, bad, or indifferent. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Okay. So, so as I, you know, listen, you know, as when you're talking about, you know, the, the bigger picture and what you guys do and cover, you don't just focus in on one thing. You, you strike a chord, you know, with someone that probably is like into a hockey or like me, you know, you strike a chord with baseball, you know, because I, I like baseball. And so um, for, for that saying, basically if anybody that goes on there for any sport will basically find some way to connect. Exactly. And we have ways to connect with us, you know, all through social media. But if you do go to the site and you connect with us, um, you know, we will definitely respond. And we love hearing from people. We definitely love hearing people's thoughts and opinions on stuff because it just gives us a, you know, it gives us something to be able to respond back to them with. But it also shows that we are very engaging with people who are supporting us and taking the time to be around us and, and listen to us. Okay, okay. Um, well, they might just seeing the, just seeing us on the field, because mm-hmm. it's not just looking at it from an athlete's perspective or a coach's perspective, but, you know, if you and your son are wanting to get more in depth with baseball or you're trying to show him, Hey, I know that guy, you know, um, I had him on my show and now look, he's actually on the baseball field or maybe even in the locker room getting a reaction from the players, that might be the starting point as far as piquing that young man or young woman's interest because now there's that connection. You know, mm-hmm. if there is basically, you know, if you can show them, hey, I know these people or I can relate to this person because, you know, they look like me or they 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 think like I think or they just seem to have the same opinion that I have. That's what's going to develop the crowd and develop the following. I always say this, when it comes to having the family moments, mother and son, father, daughter, whatever have you, being able to go to an actual game itself and experience it, that to me supersedes any type of you know, media, any type of player interaction or involvement, because I think it has to start there. It has to start with, do you like this? Are you something you might be interested in? Or 
you know, it's, it's, it's creating that moment basically. And I'm sure you've seen it. Um, I know there's a commercial out right now where, you know, the dad is taking his daughter to a, a Yankees game or a Mets game. And when you watch that video, it just, it brings a sense of, okay, this is the family time, but this is something that spans generations because that's how I grew up. I mean, I grew up going to the basketball games with my dad, going to the yeah. baseball games with my mom and just forming that love, not only of the sports, but the bond that I have with both my parents. Yes. I really like that. Um, I also, you know, I, I find interest because I, I teach. So I work with kids, you know, on a daily, that's my life basically. <laughs> and it's like a mom. And uh, definitely with sports, you know, because it's talked about a lot amongst children as far as first grade, second grade, and they all have a different love. And so um, that is a positive way of like the experience, you know what I mean? And actually, yeah. you know, getting to to be there and, and the excitement, you know, of creating the players on the field and the music, the whole, you know what I mean? The whole experience. The whole experience. Okay. So I guess, you know, for me, since I'm child-based <laughs> a lot, what um what what would it what would it look like for or what would you say? That's what I'm gonna ask you. What would you say to a young person that you know kids tend to like try something, give up, try something, give up. From where you stand, what would you tell a child as far as connecting with them about failing? Because failing does happen, but it's all about what you do next. Hey, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Listen closely. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And then you can listen to me, Brandy Joy, with a voice to be reckoned with. I think for me, the biggest thing that I would tell a child is, you know, it's about that commitment that you made, not only to yourself, but also to the team. Listen, you're going to fail. It's, It's inevitable. It's going to happen as best as possible you have to make sure that you are there for your team because what you're developing is a, a bond with the team. They are committed to you as just as you are committed to them. So are you going to lose games? Yes. Are things not going to go your way? Yes. But it's important that you, you know, you look at things and you find where you can possibly or where actually you can get better. You know, there were, I, I, I played on a little league team when I was, I think I was either seven or eight, nine, somewhere around there. And I just remember every time I would go up to bat, I would be so scared because I'm like, why am I not hitting the bat? I mean, why am I, why am I not hitting the ball? Why am I not connecting? What is going on? Like I would spend hours at practice just trying to hit the ball, hit the ball. And I'll never forget my first hit. I stood there. I closed my eyes and I swung and I just heard it connect. And I was so just caught up in the moment. I like froze (laughs) and everybody's yelling at me, run, run, run. (laughs) I mean, you know, you have to, 
you have to find out what is going to work as far as just those little mental things. If you can just convince a child to just go out there and most importantly, just have fun, mm-hmm. everything else will fall into place. And I learned that a very long time ago. And it's something that has stuck with me even into my adulthood. You know, people always say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I didn't think that was possible until I started doing my sports show. Yes, amen to that. I like that. If you love what you do. Because I don't, I, don't like, I don't like calling things a job. You know, if I, if I call it a job, then, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that, it's that word, you know? And so if you yeah. love what you do, I like that. You never work a day in your life. It's like, this is part of your life. And, you know, you reap um, a lot of rewards from it. <clears throat> so awesome. So I know what comes along with, you know, all this is also knowing that had being a good, a good team player. And, you know, children, they sometimes are not able to grasp that. That's kind of like taught, you know. And so what makes a good leader? Because I find myself, you know, with the, the very, you know, the person that usually gets this, uh, gets the star, you know, it's the, the spotlight, but how do you share that? How do you get the child to, how do you teach them or say to them to, to motivate their team or to not, you know what I mean, want to outshine someone or put the other person down? You know, what, what, what would you, what does that look like? What would you say or, you know, to help that or motivate? Yeah, that's, that's a tricky one because every kid wants to be the superstar. And when, when you're not and someone else is shining, a little bit brighter on that given day, you know, you, you kind of have to, I'll, I'll go both sides. Um, first to the child who is shining bright on that day, you have to remind them today was about you. Tomorrow may be about someone else and you have to be prepared to share that spotlight because it's a team dynamic. It's not just one individual. And to the child who didn't shine bright that day, what I say to them is, you know what, your day will come, but let's look at what you did do today and how successful you were. Because if you work on those little things now, there's going to come a day where you are going to shine just as bright as the person who's shining bright today. And it all boils down to, it's about sportsmanship. It's about just being a part of a team being a part of a brotherhood, a sisterhood, forming those bonds, because you have one common goal. That common goal is to win. And to me, it doesn't matter if today is Brandy's day, or maybe it's Brandy's week. The bottom line is we're all on the same team and we're all winning. And my job as being a part of the team is if there's a day that Brandy slips, okay, all right, now it's my turn. I got to step up. And then maybe I'll shine for a couple of days. Maybe I'll shine for a week. But you have to know that it comes at different times. Not everybody's going to shine on the same day. It's all about that support. I think that the things that you're talking about now, forcing and shift and all, I think it plays a lot into into bullying and supporting and you know supporting one another versus having to be against each other and putting each other down and that's where i feel that i'm at you know with you know just trying to figure out what's next what's the, what, what do we do how do we teach them how do we stop this to stop these detrimental 
you know, consequences that can't be reversed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, so I say that be, um, because uh, how would you say, and I don't know if this is a, uh, one that is probably tricky to or can't really be put together. How would you say in this field and sportsmanship and everything that could play into how bullying, how the bullying, you know, classes is playing out right now? How could you intertwine both of them? Yeah, that I don't. I don't think right now there is a, a a one right answer. I don't think, you know, we're at that point right now where we can we can find the reason why the bullying goes on and and why kids are just unnecessarily being rude to one another. What what I will say to you though is, um, you know, just from me growing up, and I mean, I was bullied as a kid because I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the fastest, I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't the coolest. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was very blessed to be able to have parents who were there for me and who were there to kind of just kind of guide me along. And it was it was difficult thing for me because I. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I wasn't you know, like I could be doing better or what else I needed to do. I, I, I constantly questioned myself, you know, fast forward now to 2019. And the only thing I can say to you is I'm very thankful that I was, or I am not a child growing up today, because if I'm having those thoughts back in the eighties, I can only imagine what kids today are going through, but getting back to your original point, when it comes to you know, what to say to a child who feels like they're being bullied or is actually, yes, in fact, being bullied, they have to be willing to talk yes. without the feeling, without the feeling that they're going to be viewed as someone who is weak or, or someone who, you know, doesn't have the, the strength to, to be able to survive. At the same mm -hmm. time, I have to be real with kids and let them know you have to form your own identity. You don't want to be like, you don't want to be like Jack, or you don't want to be like Tom, or you don't want to be like anybody else. You want to be your own individual. So, you know, my advice is find something that truly interests you. And when you do that, that's when you put your focus and your energy into that. And people are going to be, people People are just going to be mean, but yeah. they, they happen to having these tough conversations because I feel like that's the only way you can get to the root of the problem. Yeah. And I know yeah. you talk about it because I was like that. I didn't want to talk about it. I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll try something else. I'll whatever. But now I think it's a necessary. I think it's very necessary that parents have these conversations with their kids, not only about being bullied, but bullying. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you just, it's, it's the lines of communication. So, I mean, I, I know that may not be, you know, a, a full scope of everything. I know I jumped around for a little bit, but listen, it's 2019 and it's something that's mm -hmm. been going on for the longest time. And I don't really know what the answer is that is just 
my opinion on the situation. Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, actually, you know, you made you made a lot of sense. And it does start with the parents, you know, adults, teachers, and all, making it a safe place for you know, to even speak about it and get other kids talking. You know, and um, that's very important. Very important. Um, definitely. So, uh, do you guys, do you have, um, you know, with your, uh, what you're doing, do you guys have any type of mentorships or anything going for, for youth to get them involved? Um, right now, we don't, we're not at that level right now. We do have uh, one or two internships, but that's primarily for, you know, those who are 21 and older who okay. of this and kind of get it on the ground level. As far as a mentorship, my network is not big enough right now to where I could genuinely spend the necessary amount of time to mentor somebody. Um, but I feel like if we're not going to be fully committed, then I, I don't want to take on that responsibility. Because when you take on the responsibility of mentoring someone, you have to be fully invested. And I, in good conscience, can't say that right now I'm fully invested. Um, I, yeah. I, I, my goal, one of my goals is to do that, is to be able to mentor young people who are looking to get into this. Like this is a business where the platform is there for people. They have the opportunity to find out what... Um, but again, right now, I have so much on my plate. Yeah. Taking on that additional responsibility, something would get lost. And I don't want yeah. the mentorship to get lost. So, so yeah. yeah. Right now, yeah. no. In the future, down the road, that's where we're looking. That's awesome. I like answer. And I like, and that's the same thing, you know, giving your all. If you're not, you can't really give it, you know, your all and, you know, put yourself into it. Then, not taking on responsibility is what, what is necessary and what I find a lot of people do. And that's definitely something you can't, you know, you would have to put your all into it. As of what you do now, you have to give your all, you know, <laughs> you know. Exactly. So totally. Um, that's awesome. So getting more into getting to know Eric Wilson. So Eric Wilson, I do know something about you. And I know that I think this, one of your favorite teams is the 76ers. Am I correct? Please tell me I'm correct. You are correct about that. Yeah. <laughs> Younger age, what was your, who was your favorite, uh, your favorite team? Growing up, my favorite team was the 76ers. Uh, that was okay. actually one of the first professional uh, basketball games. Actually, first professional game I ever went to was wow. the 76ers. So I was a basketball guy. From the time I was probably four or five um, throughout my entire life, it was only when I got to high school and, you know, I started actually playing football, but I actually started watching football, that football over and, and uh, you know, growing up in Philly, I, I was born an Eagles fan, so, but I was a fan, I can say, honestly, for the last 25 years, um, like diehard ride or die no matter what happens but the 76ers are definitely they they definitely are my heart um while every shelter pet is unique 
Some love a good game of fetch and others would rather snuggle on the couch together. However, there's one thing that they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets across shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animals, shelters, and rescue groups? The unique qualities of each and every shelter pet add up to an incredible bond between every shelter pet and parent. I love pets. And I think they're just so giving and loving and just, they just show you the best, you know, of what love is. And this is all from little animals. They come in all sizes, big, small, you know, furry, not furry. But like I said, love, love. If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of United States. Please consider these animals need love and they need you and you need them. Thank you. And voice to be reckoned with, we support the animals and their safety and their love. It's actually, for me, when they come down here to Orlando and they were just here recently, you know, it's very difficult for me not to be a fan. Because the team that I have watched, this is a team that I follow. Even though I live down here in Florida, I still keep up with all the silly news as far as what's going on with the team and how they're playing and everything like that. So sports has been, you know, my life since I was a kid. My my father played uh, fast pitch softball, you know. So for me, I have always been around the world of sports. So it's no surprise to me that my love of it is just wanting to be around it because it's been still to me since I was a kid. But the 76ers, yeah, they, they got my heart, and I'm very happy with the success that they finally have because, believe me, there have been many a years where I would not have admitted that to people that, yeah, I'm a 76 No, no, I, I like basketball, but I'm not a 76er. But it, it it feels good to be able to say, yeah, I'm a 76ers fan. It's like, well, what are you going to say about my team? But come on now, what? I, I, yeah, I'm a fan. So. Yeah. That is awesome. That's awesome. So basically, it's like going back to like childhood. You just turn into that kid again when, you know, when it's down to, you know, when the 70s oh, yeah. it's about the 70s. <laughs> yes, yeah, I am. I mean, I, I'm like that now pretty much with all my Philly teams, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, um, even the, the Philadelphia Flyers, the hockey team. I When it comes to my Philly teams, you know, the fan in me definitely comes out. Separating the fan in me from the media guy, I can do it with pretty much a lot, most most teams. My Philly teams, I, you know, I kind of, I got to remind myself that when you're in the media position, you have to remain unbiased. You can't sway one way or the other. And that's difficult at times. Yeah. Uh, something you have to learn something that I guess you have to teach yourself to do, right? Yes. And I'm very thankful that, you know, growing up um, in, in, in the Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area, 
area. I don't still live up there because I think I would be more fan boy than me, you guys. Living down yeah. here, I can living in Florida, I could be unbiased with these things and kind of look at both sides. So I've I've actually been able to hone and develop my craft. The fact that I don't get to see my teams like every year, that also helps me because I feel like now I could go if I was given an opportunity to go back to Philadelphia and work for one of those professional sports teams, I feel like now I'm better prepared to remain professional and not guys. Trust me, the fan guy will always be inside of me. And I'm sure once I'm away from everybody and all the media and all the, the spotlight, I will, you know, I would truly be the fanboy. However, living here, working here and following these teams, yeah. To me, it's about establishing who I am and making sure that not only am I asking the right questions, but I'm making an impact. I feel like mm -hmm. if I would have tried my media career in Philadelphia, it would not have worked the same because I would, it would be too personal as opposed to being unbiased. Okay, awesome. Do you, uh, but, uh, being sports being a part of, of your, basically your whole childhood, do you feel, and also having amazing parents, do you feel as if it wasn't sports, if you didn't have that set, that your life would have went in a different different path if it wasn't for, for the sports? Um, you know, that's funny. People always say to me, you know, if you weren't doing sports, what would you do? And I'm like, well, before I was in the restaurant world. So, you know, I love to cook. So would my life taken a different turn? Yes, it would have went more into the field of food and beverage. I would have been, you know, the general manager of a restaurant or owned my own restaurant and what, you know, went to culinary school and learned about the different creations that are possible, the different food, things that complement one another. So I feel like my life would have went towards sports. And if it wasn't for sports, then it would have went towards food. Okay. Cool. I'm pretty sure you're a good cook. <laughs> I, I've been cooking since I was 18 years old. Really? What's your favorite thing to cook? Uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go to lunch. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. Lunch is easy. I just, I would make wings and fries all day long. That's, oh, <laughs> that's simple. Oh, that's yeah. so, so good. <laughs> I took lunch because, like, that's what everybody's always waiting for because you're at work, you're at lunch. Work, you know, wherever you're at, you're like, okay, I'm hungry, it's lunch. <laughs> and that's yeah. perfect. No one can refuse that. I don't think anyone can refuse that unless you're vegetarian. <laughs> awesome. Um, Eric, so which hurdles did you personally face and how did you overcome them? Um, I guess the personal hurdle that I've had to overcome come giving in myself you know um, I've had people tell me what I do over the last five six years you know what you do is great you sound good you look good you present yourself well and I've always appreciated that however I don't think I've ever really started to believe it until last year when I finally got the radio show and so excuse me <clears throat> my apologies uh, for me you know, having the ability 
to produce a weekly radio show, having people tune in, and people who don't know me as well as friends and family like my show, for businesses to sponsor and invest in my show, uh, you know, that speaks volumes just to me on a personal level because, like I said, I would do this basically for free because I love what I do. But the fact that someone wants to give me money to do this, okay. <laughs> you know? So that has probably been one of my biggest obstacles is just basically believing in myself, knowing that I have the capability, the mental, physical, emotional structure and foundation to be able to do it because it is tenuous. You know, it, it can be stressful at times, you know, because it's not just about me. I have a family and, you know, I have another job that I do that right now pays the bills so that I can have this opportunity. But yeah. I have to be just as dedicated and committed to both my marriage and to, uh, so that I have this platform to be able to be able to go on these podcasts and talk to people and net people and just continue the evolution of my craft. So are any of your children uh, sports fans? I don't have any kids right now. Okay. 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 How about your, how about your wife? Is she into sports or she's supportive or like, do you guys have, are you able to sit down and watch games together or enjoy? Oh yeah. 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 My wife is, um, when I met her, she was a huge baseball fan. Uh, and yes. Yeah. And so she has become more of a football fan, I would say over the last nine years, but she definitely has a love for the game and she's not really huge into basketball. So, you know, that is probably the one where we are different because she knows that's my love of the game. But mm. we're both big, huge football fans. And when it comes to baseball, she's more of a fan than I am. But we'll watch game day. Uh, and then, you know, like she's a little upset because I have the opportunity. I'm, I'm not going wood. I'm hoping that I get the media credentials to go to the Super Bowl. And she's kind of a little jealous about that fact. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's cool that she has, you know, she has her teams and all that stuff. I know I remember my mom, like she was like way crazy. She loves the Chargers and stuff. And so uh I know like when women when they're into sports, they get real wild and real like I just remember a lot of yelling with my mom, like to she lose her voice. So who just who would you say does your wife get a little wild and crazy? Who would you say is more of a, a, a diehard or you know me like sports when it when it comes to sports? Would it be men or women? I see when men get crazy, but I see women rarely get. <laughs> I'll say this: in my household, I'm a hard sports fan. Um, <laughs> as my as my wife says, when the Eagles win, she sleeps a lot better. Uh, <laughs> but I have to agree with you. I have seen and I have female friends who will come up to me like Monday morning and they'll be like, what, what, why, why did this happen? And I, that's all they say to me. And I know exactly what they're talking about. And we will have full blown like 30 minute conversations and people will just look at us like, what are they talking about? And 
we don't even bother to stop and explain it because we understand what we're trying to say to each other. So I'm sure, sure, you know, if if I ever have the opportunity to 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 meet your mom and talk about the Chargers, oh, I'm sure her and I could have a full blown conversation because I, I and I say this with all love and respect, I am not a Philip Rivers fan. I don't know how she feels about him, but I personally <laughs> am not a fan of him. <laughs> That would be an interesting conversation. <laughs> and it was forced, but it's always something that between men or women together, you know what I mean? That is something that could, you know? Yes. That can hold weight and not really become about a sexist thing. It's just like that's a conversation. You know, one of those things that bring, bring people together, actually. Hopefully, yeah. you know, because it, it's it, around, it, the right people. <laughs> it, it really does. It's so funny. I went to a game last year. Um, and it was Tampa versus Philadelphia football. And as I'm walking to the gate, you see a bunch of Eagles fans walking, and we're all talking together. And this one man at the street, he stops and he says, can you imagine if everybody in this world treated each other like we were all on the same football team? Because you know what? There's there's a there's a moment where you don't know me and I don't know you, but because we're wearing the exact same jersey and we have a common interest, we like each other. Even if it's for those three hours, we have a common goal. And when he said that to me, I was like, wow. I was like, it kind of took me back for a minute. Something that simple could make such an impact. Buzz driving is drunk driving. And if you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you're not okay to drive. Did you know over 10,000 people lost their lives due to impaired driving fatalities in 2017? Enjoy a night out and find yourself oversharing or taking too many selfies. If the answer is yes, then you're noticing your buzz warning signs. Buzz warning signs include Overtexting, taking too many selfies, oversharing, chugging water to sober up, turning the music down to focus, chewing gum, popping mints, eating snacks to soak up the alcohol, drinking coffee to sober up, splashing water on your face, doing jump jacks. Wow. I mean, all these things to do to sober up to drive, but hey, how about you just don't drive? When you spot your buzzed warning sign, call a cab, car, or friend when it's time to go home. Just don't drive home. A message brought to you by NHTSA, NHTSA, and the Ad Council. Thank you. And voice to be reckoned with, we support the no drinking and driving, senseless, careless, and just wrong. What what's one thing people would never know about you just by looking at you? <laughs> so all right, I'll share this one with you. I don't share with people, but wow, what's your name? <laughs> uh, just looking at me, people would not know that I have a true love of being a, like a, a karaoke singer. Like I love to do karaoke. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that one because deep down inside, I want a good karaoke show too. I just, I've been looking at these different, um, you know, cause I'll be 41 this year. And I was like, I want to do something different. I want to, I want a karaoke machine. And I can't, I don't find a lot of people that had a love or were willing to karaoke. So if I had to do it by myself, <laughs> you know, then I'm going to do it by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Eric, what is the sweetest thing I would say you've ever done for a girl? So what's the sweetest thing you've ever done for your wife? Um, huh, wow. Uh, let's see. So many, huh? <laughs> no, oh, it's it's not that it's not that many. It's just she has done so much for me that I mean Aww. I just do stuff for her just because. I can't really pick one that's going to be like the sweetest thing. I guess, I guess if you, if I had to pick one particular thing, it was like, you know, I found out that my wife really loves uh, Gerber daisies. And so it was probably for either her birthday or Valentine's day. I got her like a bunch of Gerber daisies. So when she came home, they were sitting in the living room, something like that. I mean, you know, that's probably aside from cooking, which I love to do anyhow. Uh, and then stuff that we do together, just, you know, the best thing that I can say about my wife is her and I can sit on the couch and do nothing, or we can get in the car and drive and go on our own little adventure. It really doesn't matter. And I think that's one of the best things about not only our marriage, but just our relationship is we can go from nothing to everything in the blink of an eye. And no one's gonna feel like, 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 like you have to pull the other person along. Yeah. Slowly, so. slowly. That's just awesome. I like that. Aw. <laughs> you sound like an amazing husband. That's amazing. Okay. No, she, she, I agree on some days, but I guess today I got some all right, you know. <laughs> all right, and we have one more of these questions. Eric, what you tell our listeners, would you rather go out or stay in on a Saturday night? And for what you do, <laughs> I'm um, going to guess what it is, but I'm going to go ahead and let you tell us. No, I guess for me, it's definitely staying in because we go out a lot mm -hmm. uh, just because I'm not home that much. So, you know, when my wife and I actually have time just to ourselves, we are about staying home. Because she knows that typically I'm usually, especially during this time of year with basketball season, I'm usually gone two, three nights a week. So if there's ever a time where it's just her and I, I kind of just stay in. Now, we're, our schedule is full. I mean, listen, I'm with you today. Tomorrow I'm on a plane to New York. Her and I are celebrating um, her best friend's 40th birthday on Thanksgiving in New York City. Then we come mm -hmm. back on Saturday, we get in at probably, we'll get home by like 1130 at night. I have to get up at 5 a.m. and drive down to Miami for the Dolphins-Philadelphia Eagles game. Then I'm coming back, and then, you know, I'll be home Monday, Tuesday, but then basketball with the Magic is Wednesday, and then that following Sunday, we're doing a sushi rolling class with a bunch of early Christmas gifts. So, I mean... I'm always on the go. And so is she, you know, between her job and then she all So when we actually have a moment where it's, there's nothing going on, her and I will seriously 
probably some of the best Saturday nights that we have had are just either A, making dinner and watching a bunch of movies, or B, having date night and then still coming home, having a bottle of wine and watching movies and just just her and I. No cell phones, no emails, no business, just enjoying each other because we understand that we don't get that time that often. So we both got all that going out, partying. I think we got most of that out in our 20s and 30s. Uh, I'm 43, you know, she's 30. <laughs> I like, oh, my wife, she can't be 29 forever. She can be 30 forever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we um, we enjoy our time probably more so than, you know, going out, partying, drinking, and doing stuff. We enjoy that. But I'm going to say more to staying in time. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I see that there's a balance there and an understanding of the sacrifice, you know, that it, that it takes and, you know, being on the same page, that support you guys have for one another. Yeah. And that's it's very awesome. necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Balance. You know, I like that, you know, because yeah, all the needs get met. <laughs> Working together as a team. Yeah. Yeah. The marriage is a team too, right? Would you say so? Exactly. Very much is. Amen to that. Well, Eric, I would like to say that uh, it's been an honor to to have you here, and I would love to uh, uh, ask you if you would come back in the future too to talk about more about about your ventures and what's going on, and get more into detail about you know the different just this you know it's, it's such a big thing you can't cover it all. So, and I definitely want to you know to my listeners you know to hear more from you. Oh, sure. I'd love to come back. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem, because now you are a part of the a Voice to Be Reckoned With family. <laughs> you know, so anything, or if you ever, you know, any need to uh, to talk about or promote, you know, it, it, this is a place for you also, too. And I'll definitely, we'll do that for you here on the show. Um, I'm just, you know, so honored that you <laughs> took time out to come talk to little old me. <laughs> Hey, Brandy, I was glad that we were able to connect. I look forward to you know, having you, um, having me back on your show. And listen, anytime you want to come on my show and talk about the Chargers or any of your sports teams, let me know. Hey, 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 hey. I said nothing about me being a fan of the Chargers. Get <laughs> <laughs> down the record. Make this clear. I have my thoughts on them, though. I can definitely do that for you. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so before we head out, I would like for you to be able to uh, speak uh, one more one more time about your uh, website, uh, sportsarena1.com, and let our listeners know where to go, what to expect, and just, you know, how to find out more about Eric Whitson. Oh, sure. So, I mean, you know, Brandy, this has been awesome, and thank you very much. Uh, my website at GW, the sportsarena1.com, and, uh, I mean, you can find us on Facebook. It's uh, sportsarena um, we're on Instagram as well. We're on Twitter. All of it's under Sports Arena or Sports Arena FL. Uh, you can find us there. And we have content that goes out, you know, pretty much daily. Anything from, you know, our podcast that we do to our actual radio show. Uh, this weekend is going to be huge for us uh, because, you know, it, we're coming to the end of the regular season for football. And, and we do a weekly pickums. And right now, uh, between first and last place, there's like 10 games of difference. 
So it's really starting to shake up. Um, our girl, Kristen, is actually up top. She is winning it all right now. I'm right there behind her, I think, by like maybe three or four games. So it's going to get very interesting the rest of us play out this season. And then, of course, this Sunday for me is a huge day. Um, you can actually go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Eric HNL3. And I'll make sure I send these so she can post it for me, and I appreciate it. But uh, I'm going to be down in Miami for the Eagles-Dolphins game. I'm looking very excited to that. And then Wednesday, you know, of course, I'm going to be in Orlando doing the Magic Perspective with my great friend, Alex Fleming, who is a wonderful guy. And, Brandy, you have to have him on the show because Alex is amazing. Uh, yes, and, Alex. you know, I look forward to being back. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. All right, listeners. Eric Wilson, and we'll be having him back soon. Thank you, sir. And you have a lovely afternoon. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. All right.